it was fine. <laughs> I'll never do it again. Well, I was going to say, honestly, it was probably better we didn't have a show. I didn't really think you and the, us two whiteies need to be sitting there talking about trying to encourage people to do things. <laughs> hey, I am actively anti-white people, so mm-hmm. I'm back I mean, on top. Not. I'm back. My anti-white rhetoric is acceptable again. Oh, thank God. I was pissing people off there for a moment, but now I'm back. Yeah, we are, lo- we are losing in listeners left and right. Watch out, Caucasians. She's back. Oh, I can't wait. Ah! <laughs> I'm Caucasian. I'm scared. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. I am Tony Soto. Joining me is Maxwell Esposito. Hello, I'm back. We're back. back on track. We're back. We're back. I fell um, off the wagon because we were off last week. Yeah, I know. You said kind things about me. You said kind things about me and my show. I said that I needed to have some uh, sort of normality in my life. I, I think wouldn't you said really something to look forward but... to. I believe it was something to look forward to is what you said. You looked forward to seeing me is what I think you said. Well, listen, I can only look forward to iced coffee so often. And, you know, like... <laughs> Um, well, how are you? How are you? You look good in blue. Um, Oh, thank you. So do you faggot power and I'm gay. Okay. Over here. We're proud pride month. It is June. Um, It is our first, uh, show in pride month. So yeah, we gotta be radical about it. I like it. Um, I mean, things have been good. Obviously these last couple weeks have been very trying emotionally. There's been a lot happening in the news. Oh, really? Yes, just a bit. I mean, there's like multiple pandemics going on. It's wild. It's exhausting, isn't it? Um, have like, you been staying safe? I mean, have you been, been on what I sent you that meme the other day it was the Corona coaster? The Corona coaster. Yes, we know very much about the Corona coaster. Did we lose Tony? Nope, I'm here. Hello. 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 What you happened? Appeared on me for a minute. I missed you. What happened? Am I back? I know you blacked out a little bit. Well, girl, more than once, I'll tell you that. Uh, I think that's how, I think that's how we met. Once upon a blackout. Trying so, to yeah. trying to stand. Like up. I was saying, this has been a very righteous week. I've protested. I've read a lot. I've read way too much. I've read more this week than I've read ever since college. Have you been trying to stay socially distant when you uh, have been protesting, Maxwell? I mean, to be honest, I have. I didn't protest for like the first week. I really, I, my first protest was Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. I was very hesitant, but like, I just kind of felt like, I mean, if other people are doing it, there's no reason why I cannot be doing it. So Taco Bay and I put our masks on and our grabbed our signs and we went out, we went to the Highland park one first, which was a lot smaller. We did not want to dive into downtown because that looked cray cray. So we went to the Highland Park one, and then we saw that the big one on Sunday in Hollywood. So we went to that one as well. And it, I mean, we felt, it felt great. It was really good. There were definitely way too many people. Oh, I yeah. People the are... one in Hollywood. I was at the one in Hollywood. It was, ama- it was an amazing experience. I'm glad I went. But, bitch, she was distant. Totally. She was distant. She rides her bike, and she stays on the sidelines. I'm not trying to get – I'm not trying – listen, I've said too many things about corona. I'm not trying to get it. I'm not – that's just – that would be karma – 
be, people would throw karma in my face, and I'm not bound to have that. Um, it's. I mean, yeah, you don't like to be shamed in public, so I understand. <laughs> well, um, it, it'd be like, oh, look, the bitch who's always telling people that they deserve to get corona now because they're protesting to, to open up. This was during the well, opening up time. I'm completely eating all my words now. This shit has thrown me for a loop. I'll tell you. Well, are you being a responsible protester? Have you? Uh, I've gone twice. Your... I've gone. I've gone twice. Uh, and yes, I wear my mask. Here's here's the thing. Like, but I you, are you getting tested after this last protest? Um. I I haven't I mean I I should I guess I guess I really should. Um, Taco Bay and I booked our our test our tests. We're getting tested after the protest. Oh, it's that's, important. I mean, responsible. Okay, well, hey, put me in my place. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. All right. Um, I I I think that uh, here's my thing. I think that uh, I think we can't. I think I think we should have taken the last week off. I think we should. I think I probably shouldn't have done a Tony Soto show after my friend died. I think that I maybe should have taken uh, that week off. We took last week off um, instead. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I kind of threw myself into work right after Richard passed away. And then all of this shit came going to a surface again. And it was like, you know, when when you live publicly on the Internet, you just sit here and you're like, oh, my God, I've talked about this same exact thing so many fucking times like so many times i've carried on the conversation regarding um uh police being uh the police uh being racist and uh killing people of color and it's it's just like you know when when there's a movement that feels like it has momentum you're like yeah fuck fuck i hope that this is the last time but then you're like i was going back and listening to old gay power half hours and i was like oh shit we talked about Trayvon Martin, we talked to, you know, it's just like the list just continues. So it's just, but I was like, I think we need to come back. Uh, I, was, I mean, I was going to say the protesting this time does feel different. I mean, I remember a lot of those and I feel like it was only a couple of days of protesting. I mean, people have been protesting. Or none at all. I mean, for, this is, the, I mean, this is one yeah, of the, one I mean, of the times the that, you know, people have been out on the streets for now, I think two weeks, 14 days, 13 days, depending on the city. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and and fifty states, eight more than, you know, a bunch of countries. But I do have not to saying say that the fight is over. But, I do have I to mean, say we've though, definitely been fighting. I do have to say there is this fucking like little sense, and we're gonna bring our guest on here in a second because we do have a guest, and uh, you know, because uh, uh, talking about black excellence, um, but like I have to okay. say something to uh the white folks out there. There seems to be like this competition. On who can talk about who's doing the fucking most right now. Like, who's who's donating the most? Who's being the most woke? And I, my message to white folks just right now, because I got some... Someone asked me why I haven't been vocal on social media. And uh, I say, because I think it's time that we just shut the fuck up for a second and listened like i don't need sure share important things on where to donate but don't sit here and have a fucking competition about it and be like you're not protesting correctly i've just seen a lot of fucking uh a lot of fucking white privilege behind this black lives matter movement from uh white folks on the internet and i just think like I think there's a lot of folks on the internet that just like want transparency and everybody to be on the right side because I mean, I now, think that's why people get keep here, getting called a, out is because they're people are demanding transparency. It's like, sure, you're doing one thing, but how much are you doing? And like, has it 
is it a, enough an apology for what you did in the past? Look, it's, your white guilt is cute, but not impressive to people of color. Okay. Because at this point, they have been explaining a created system by white folks to white folks for too fucking long. So for uh, people of color to have to sit here and explain your racism and why it exists and blah, 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 that you all, when you all fucking created it, is asinine. And so for you all, not, I'm saying you all generally, not you, Maxwell, not you. I love you. But like, oh, I, re- I read my own things. I've been reading. Like but I like said. all these fucking soapboxes right now. And I'm like... It's funny how you're only loud when something happens. Where, but when nothing's happening, I don't hear you. You're not talking, you know. And I'm always talking about being a recovering racist on my shows. Okay, all right. I'm always talking about shaking off my fucking Midwestern white trash roots. Okay. I just all I right. saw a meme today that said we need to normalize people making mistakes. So thank you, Tony, for being a poster child for normalizing mistakes. Absolutely. Hey, listen, it saves you a lot of time from sharing things on the internet. No, um, totally. Uh, <laughs> I look at you and know how not to make your mistakes. So I'm very <laughs> thankful for you. Well, look, I'm from a different class because I was taught white privilege by my Mexican father. So I'm all kinds of fucked up. Like my dad who jumped the fence to move here to escape poverty in Mexico literally raised me to be like listen you know that you're pretty much white so uh and i'm not kidding you know what i mean anyway enough about me i wasn't there so i'm thank you for sharing enough about me i want to talk i feel like uh i finally got i finally got her i finally fucking got her i wanted her to come on this show and talk for a fucking moment uh i'm so excited uh let's just bring her on naomi smalls naomi smalls Hi, 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 hi. How are you guys? I'm Maxwell. Hi, Tony. Hello. You look so great. Thank you for finally joining us. Of course. I feel like um, the Tony Soto show is almost like Piff the Magic Dragon for me because like, I've like heard about it for so long. Like I have so many friends who are affiliated with Tony, but like, like I have like Kim, T-Rex, Shay, Rachel, like everyone has told me about it. I've never got the experience so thank you so much oh my god what a wide variety of people and I'm just sure the stories are all the same I'm sure every <laughs> single story from all those mouths were just what a stellar woman I am I mean uh, faggot power right <laughs> um, listen I'm, I'm somebody you love to hate uh, but Naomi welcome to the show are you isolating well how is it going I, I just heard you on uh, a, a little while ago on your Making It Worse uh, uh, with uh, H. Allen and Elliot and Brent. Uh, and you're saying that you were missing your mom so bad uh, during isolation. Are, are, are you still, have you seen her at all or no, still no mom? Still no mom, which is really tough for me because anybody who knows me knows I'm like the biggest mama's boy in the entire world. Like I think like Maxwell has even like picked me up from the airport and drove me to my mom's house and like you just like can see that bond. Yeah, fact. And she's like waiting outside <laughs> on the patio being like, hi, thank you for delivering my package. <laughs> oh, no problem, Diva. Have fun, guys. We love an Amazon worker. <laughs> A Glamazon worker. Uh, yes, I prefer Glamazon. <laughs> um, I, but I haven't seen my mom and she has, she's like 70 and has like health issues, so... I do try, I feel like a little bit guilty anytime I have like gone out and seen friends or anything like that because I know the goal one day is just to be like reunited with her and I'm trying to like do my best to be like 
germ-free for that. Isn't it so kind of hard, though? Like, I'm thinking about this on a regular basis because I feel like I have been very good. I've been very good this whole isolation, like with the isolation aspect of it. That, you know, we're basically looking at like a spike about to come back. You know, COVID is back. She's going to be back in two weeks, y'all. Check your watches. Um, And so now I'm just going to be home again. We're just going to be home again. Doing it right, I guess. Again, we'll see. I know. I just like miss the... um... The normalcy, for sure. Well, we were talking about before we started recording, like, when it comes to drag, because, I mean, listen, y'all, I don't want to brag, but we got her in full beat. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, no. She's she's got her nails on her fucking her uh her go wig or go home wig line is rocking. If it makes anyone feel better, I'm in straight up foot. (laughs) (laughs) Just swinging back and forth. Yeah, how are you Uh, feeling about waist up (laughs) drag? How are you feeling about waist up drag queen? Uh, my toes are very, very, very happy right now. Like <laughs> I'm normally used to cramming these size 15s into size eight, so like they're they are stoked to be in flip like Gucci flip flops all day. <laughs> like not there's nothing that compares to like the fog machine, like the audience, and like the stage lights. Like that to me is glam. For yeah, you in front of my living room is like not glam to me. Yeah, you were doing the work the world thing. Uh, you were doing all those tours before. Yeah, which is like, I mean, Work the World is my favorite tour I've ever been on because of the production value and like how serious they take the show. And I've done some past tours like that don't care about that kind of stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> Murray and Peter were just like not the tea. And um, yeah, I definitely miss Work the World. I just, I just, I'm going to do the next digital show, the first one I've ever been part of. So that was an interesting. Have you built a stage? Is there a stage area in your home now that you have like dedicated to where you perform, or do you change it up? Or um, you will probably never see me performing in this apartment. I have to say. <laughs> I mean, like, you, ask Britrick how to do uh, a lip sync inside. We've seen him; he knows how to do it inside oh. a digital lip sync. Oh yes, our connection is uh, one of our connections is our LA connections because not only do we have Chicago ones, but Ricky, who is your best friend, who uh, your best Judy, uh, also best Judy. comes and does learn the words and is kind of a learn the words bitch icon. Absolutely, I'm so proud of her. Like she's taught me so much <laughs> about performing. To be honest, like I feel like no offense to any of the other contestants, but like. She's really like Ricardo has gone in and make that competition her bitch. Oh yeah, my, I feel like I've stocked her bar. Like before, before <laughs> we, before we uh, went into isolation, and has still gone and done some digital stuff with us as well. Um, and I and, has and, he won the most? Don't you think? Yes, I believe. I believe. I think it's time to like promote to judge. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> well, well, listen. I I would absolutely let her if she would just stop trying to take over the stage. Like I. I <laughs> the bitch is yeah. thirsty. We can't I keep... run the I run the list, and she'll text me every. I get to hear from her every first Monday of the month. Hello, diva. Is the list full yet? I'm like, it's three in the afternoon. No. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I would like to perform. I might be late. I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. So, just so we all know. Um, well, listen, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive in and just uh, just chat. Why not? We're back. The show's back. All right. We'll be right back. 
Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. We have Miss Naomi Smalls. Uh, Naomi, I want to... So, obviously, there's a bit of unrest happening uh, currently. And um, I'm always interested because you are adopted. uh, And you are adopted into a very large, uh, uh, blended racial family. Like, you have, uh, like, all over the color spectrums. Um, How many brothers and sisters is it? Um. there's 12 of us total, and so I have a lot of brothers and sisters, and there's there's black, there's white, there's Mexican, there's Iranian, there's special ed, there's, like, just a huge <clears throat> plethora of different um, so backgrounds. I, so my question, and what I always wondered is, in a situation like this, like, how was racism explained to you uh, when you were growing up, um, and... and were you told about it when you were young? And then do you remember the first time you experienced something negative outside of that family bubble? I feel like what's going on right now in the world is like, I'm almost just like embarrassed with what's happening because of growing up in such a blended family. I had the opportunity to just really get to know people as people instead of like the color of their skin. And I thought that that's just like how the world worked. I do remember my mom like sitting down with me like when I was like 16, 17, when I was being like my learner's permit to like, if you're ever stopped by the cops, like do these following things. And I think that is kind of when racism really started making sense to me because I went to a pretty like private, like hippy dippy school that was so, so, so blended, like a Montessori situation. And I didn't really experience racism there. And I'm very lucky for that. But it's just really, really embarrassing that that's like not how the world thinks. Unfortunately, not everyone has the same kind of um, background that I do. See, and this is the kind of thing like I, I was doing some, you know, uh, background uh, uh, research and it, it just seems to me like like how much more advanced like your family structure is to and to a benefit of society in the long run, because I mean, I feel like I grew up in the heartland of America and everyone's differences were on display. Like everyone was talking about what was different about someone else. And um, I mean, just what a benefit. And and like not to mention blended, but you also queer and you a cross dresser. Like <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I even like my mom, I have um, an, two older siblings who are both black as well. And but the very first one, my mom, since she's white, she, I remember her telling me she went to the grocery store with him as like a baby, and like a woman walked up to her and was like, "You couldn't find a white baby to adopt." <gasps> and like, I she definitely had the exact same reaction. And I remember, <laughs> hear, and I remember hearing that and just being like, oh, "Okay, like that's another thing where like racism really like clicked for me." Yeah, and I think it's like just disgusting that people have those feelings. Like in fucking twenty twenty, it's like. And- and the bravery yeah. to even say that to a complete stranger at the store. I mean, that's why privilege. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, yes, but 
Um, yeah. Now, are you the only LGBT currently in your family? Yes. I'm hoping that maybe like a niece or nephew or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can like pass along my knowledge to them one day, <laughs> but at the same time, it's probably easier to be straight in this world. So maybe not. So you did, uh, let's talk about the game show. You did the game show twice. Uh, you were, you we were just got All Stars 5. Now you're on All Stars 4. And you were, yeah. oh, and can I just say real quick, All Stars, I enjoyed the first episode. It looks like it's going to be good. So um, it was it's really good. I'm watching. Except for the fact that Derek went home. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought that I, was rude, I, wa- I didn't want it. But also, like, Derek literally came in looking like she came in in the last season when she was on. I was like, is that the <laughs> same Britney outfit and wig? Um, yeah. But I let you know I stand me some Derek. Uh, but also. What was that experience like for you? Yeah. The All-Stars experience. Well, yeah, because yes. like you were runner up t- in both of your shows. Yeah, you were the top part both times. I definitely feel like I left my like stamp on RuPaul's world or the gay world. And I'm very proud of the fact that I never had to like cry in front of a mirror with like a statue or anything like that. <laughs> True. I mean, and you had like one of the most iconic eliminations on that season. I mean, you sent home... A fan favorite Manila. I mean, what was? I mean, I always want to know what that's like. Like, because everybody acts really sad when they send it, but like, you also show up knowing that that's the tea. So, like, were you? I mean, are you really that butthurt about it, or is that all TV? Oh no! I mean, I was absolutely not butthurt about it. I didn't actually think that the reaction was going to be like that, and I went in like if I was on season two and Alaska was in the bottom, I would have sent that bitch home too. And if Trinity was in the bottom, I would have absolutely sent her home. Like I'm there to win a game. So play the damn game. I just kind of hate the fact that like my name is attached to Manila Luzon for the rest of my damn life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and see, the thing is like with all stars and I like all stars better than I think I like newer seasons because it's like the um, budget. <laughs> well, it's I all- mean, it probably they can invest in those queens. They've seen them. They know what they do. Well, the the question is always, so how do we send people home? Like, and it's like, girl, you send. My thing is, you send home the better, right? Like, you get rid of the better. But I, but in in five and this and I was, I did not realize how much I had missed old school showgirl drag than when india came back because like honestly i didn't like india on her season but i know but i liked her i like and i was like oh my god that cut cheek i missed that cut cheek where'd that cut cheek go why don't we do that cut cheek anymore um so uh so you went through and like basically you are like an icon and you're in your 20s so how what does that feel like when i mean well done Good work to yeah. becoming an icon in your in your mid twenties. What are you, twenty six? Yes. Oh God damn! You should think about that. Did you see her? <laughs> I she, know. I saw that. She, she um, I. It was really cool that I got to like watch the show. I think I started watching when I was like 13, 14, 15, some some in, in high school for sure. And I never thought I was going to be able to be part of it. I remember my sister walking by me watching the television. She was like, you don't actually want to do this one day or anything. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like fully, <laughs> fully not thinking it was going to be my life ever. Um, but I think I, I'm very proud of what I had to do on that show. And I think that the fact that I did it at such a young age, it's just like anything is possible. And I mean, 
I'm just giving you so many cool opportunities. You've worked with Fenty, the Savage Fenty collection, and you did the Klarna thing with Kimchi, <laughs> which is, we all know is very iconic as well. Um, what were those experiences like and which, like, which was your favorite so far? Because a lot of iconic things have happened to you, Icon. Uh, I think that the Fenty thing was really cool because it was like kind of justifying like what I really like to do with my drag and it was like everyone who made fun of me with like the bra and panty situation kind of like I got to like shove the paycheck down their throats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also like the Klarna thing was really cool because I mean Lady Gaga was affiliated with them and in high school I was just like a huge Lady Gaga stan so I don't know. I think that with drag, there's just so many different opportunities you can do. And the next thing I'm like really excited about is working on like a makeup collab with Kimchi. Ooh, I love Kim's fucking makeup. I'm so I, proud of her. I mean, I I will give her as, as much as they joke about wanting to get on one of those goddamn lists where I can just have a little package open up reveal party. I throw money at her. I will. I'll buy. I'll buy her makeup, <laughs> and <laughs> no, I'll buy yours like, too. That you do her with her. <laughs> her product is quality, and I know that she wouldn't put her name on anything that wasn't. So I think that, like, seeing her, even, like, the first time she walked in the workroom as season eight, like, and just being a huge fan of her, I saw this, like, being, a, like, a stepping part in her career. So the fact that it's finally here is just, like... I'm so we so, just so, so proud. we just had her on the show recently and uh i was talking to maxwell afterwards i was like you know what's great is that she's just the same down bitch that she was when we were fucking go like living in chicago like like she was bringing up stories like she's like oh you remember that one time when blah 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 it's like oh yeah you fucking bitch you know it's like <laughs> yes like, crouching in the berlin basement <laughs> <laughs> Not for you, Matt. Listen, she's yeah. the she's the only <laughs> but, queen that yes. can make me feel petite. You know, when I'm in full geesh, I'm always like, oh, but she's much taller than me. Finally, I can look up. Um, let me. Yeah, talk. what's it like been isolating with her? Can you tell us? I mean, she's always spilled the tea, queen. What's something she'd probably not want you to tell us on the show that she's been her isolation tea? Oh, I don't. I mean, we like were isolating together at the beginning because we were doing the Klarna drag brunches, and. I don't know if she's like embarrassed about this. I, she's really not embarrassed about anything, but I mean, that bitch like True. will fart and thinks no one hears it. But of course, like I just spend so much time, like, cause her fart is almost like a clap. It's not really like a, it's like a, and like I always clock it, but I don't think she like thinks anyone of them. <laughs> Nobody else in the room can except for me. Wow, that went way better than I expected it to. So, um, so listen, I, I would get I would get shit if I didn't bring up uh, your wigs. Uh, yeah. Because we have uh, the same gal that does uh, our hairlines, Miss J Fink from Go Wig or Go Home on. Bitch, you are flawless from head to toe, but that hair is... No oh, one can come for your hair, ever. Oh, thank you so much. It's like literally my favorite accessory. Like there's just so many, like I like to invest in my wigs and I definitely went to um, cosmetology school and got my license. I worked behind the chair for three years, but I literally do not know how to style hair to save my life. I was so bad at it. I just yeah. like would like schmooze talk, sweet talk, these like older white ladies and make them feel special by a fact. Um, but I was I was really giving them botched layers and <laughs> not knowing what I was doing to cover up those grays. Uh, but 
James has changed my life for sure. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, and he's great. I feel so grateful that I've met so many people at like the beginning, you know? And so like, and he just shot off. He's like nice and normal. And I've had, like, here's some tea. I have gone through, I want to say almost like 90% of the Instagram hairstylists. And I only like, will like stick to like, go wig or go home. Zach Killian, Wigs and Grace, and Wigs by Golgi. But like, I've, literally, I've been scammed by like people who do Kylie's hair. I've been like scammed by like other fucking drag queens, and I just like do not have any time. Yeah, you gotta like. I think no that. Yeah, I think that's where you, that's kind of situations where you have to keep circles small. Now, and your hair is so good, so you should make sure people have it right. Yeah, for you. I can't. I can't with you. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm like, God, we got her. We got her full. So here's my I question know, now, and the way you make your hair move too is like art. So I want to talk about. Um, so I was for speaking of Jay, I was fortunate enough to go to the opening of the RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas show. Uh, that was actually one of the last things I got to do, like venture out uh, before isolation here in Los Angeles. So um, it had such, it had commercial value. It could have been, is, is it going to come back? Like uh, Vegas is waking up now. So uh, have you heard anything about this? Yeah, I miss that. I miss doing the RuPaul's Drag Race live show so much in vegas it was really nice just having like a place where i could go and i didn't have to take my drag home with me i didn't have to like lug it onto an airplane and like have to get ready like land and get ready in five seconds or anything like that um i got really close to derek like he's like my i love him so much <laughs> <laughs> which is such a, which is such a topsy-turvy of how we first met um but oh yeah you guys had problem you fought on season on your season together we did i think he's actually seen like the ugly sides of my like what i hate about my personality and he's like taking it in accepted it and like we're at a really good place right now um but i haven't heard anything about the show coming back and i don't necessarily know how it would because there's just like so many people who work behind the scenes like yeah. dressed and touching us and i mean i think about it all the time even just with my fucking local bullshit drag like they're like bars are opening up i'm like i'm not going I'm yeah not, i'm not going to those bars don't even somebody, ask me um, somebody texted me after the protest and was like now we can hang out soon and i was like um no we can't right but i have to say i love me some Derek too like you know um i had my opinions on Derek uh during their season and then uh she came on the show and was one of the best guests we ever had and uh so love her however i'm going to say you are the drag queen to watch on that Vegas show. Honestly, you were the you were the only one that came across that you were actually having any kind of fun. I loved watching you do it, like watching you walk down that fucking immense staircase. The only thing I would have loved to have seen is kimchi walk down that staircase. That would have been I'm telling you, I'm telling you Maxwell, it was like it was like 50 steps or something. It was it was big. It seemed very large and uh you just like a gazelle it was amazing to watch you on that show thank you i feel people, people always like um really sad that i'm not necessarily because i i mean i love fashion and i love design and all that jazz but it's not necessarily ever been my goal to be like a runway model or anything like that like being on stage having a concept and performing is really like my favorite thing to do and it was just so vegas was like 
on the bucket list for sure. And like, you're so I mean, chill. I think you just like you fucking work and then you like to go home, right? Like it's it's it, you don't need you don't need to be out. You don't need to be seen. You don't need to be. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. When I'm out and about, like I really just like to have fun. I'm not trying to like have a line, take selfies or anything like that. I really just want to like dance and I make mean, out with boys and chill. One day I remember hosting "Learn the Words, Bitch," and from stage I just remember seeing like from here <laughs> up of Naomi, and I was like, is that? Is that Naomi? All right. And then Ricardo came up and said, Naomi was here. She had a great time with the show. And I was like, <laughs> That was my that's my first time and my only time actually ever seeing the live sh- the show live. And I had so much fun. I wanted to participate after, like immediately. I was like, why don't why aren't I doing a number right now? Well a, I was gonna ask when we're gonna get you on, on our show. Well, A, I would love you to perform, but B, listen, this is breaking news. Uh so learn the words bitch turns five years old in july on july 6th is the next learn the words bitch and uh kimchi has just agreed to be one of the judges uh for the anniversary show Can, is there any chance that maybe if you looked at your schedule if it's possible that you're open on the sixth? Sure? Sure. definite answer i'm there right now oh <laughs> see you guys so it's gonna be our five-year anniversary and it's gonna be judged by kimchi and fucking the fabulous naomi smalls Naomi, you're gonna stick around with us uh to do listener questions perfect okay we'll be right back uh uh after that breaking news i need a break uh we'll be right back uh with our listener questions of the week all right we are back with the show now listeners we do questions your questions your beloved questions concerns comments and critiques every week so if you would like them uh read on the show all you have to do is go to the tony and uh, it's right there it's right there. Just like leave a message for Tony Soto. Simple like that. It's easy. I make it easy for you because I know I know how Americans are. You like it easy. Um, uh, who's gonna start us out? Oh, Maxwell. I gonna, am. Maxwell's really testing his strength these days. I know. I, it's because I've been doing all that reading I this week about Black Lives Matter. I'm I can so read proud. these questions like that. I'm okay, so proud so. of you. Maggie says, "I'm so sorry for your loss, Tony. My cousin also took his." life during the pandemic do you have any advice or did you get any advice from someone that helped it's hard to grieve when you're alone oh wow um yeah maggie really came for it i know what's what's happening in the background who's doing construction is that kimchi farting let me close this window i was like it also reminds me of that video of Jan, Jan Sport being like, not this, with the gunshots going off. <laughs> not this. Not um, this. Uh, well, so, look, Tony, did you get any advice? I mean, I, I don't know that I got any sound advice. I did cocaine for the first time in like 10 years <laughs> Or whatever. And did that speak to you in any sort of way? I then? mean, look, you know, the thing is, is like the guy, my my friend who passed was like one of my favorite people to party with. You know what I mean? And I haven't done blow in years, like years, like when I was still in Chicago. Um, uh, so, uh, but you know, you you feel compelled to do so. Don't feel compelled to do something as homage to someone. That's what I fucking learned. Because the thing is, I was sitting at this grieving party with all my other friends. I did some cocaine, and then I was like, "Girl, you have to go because you want to stay and do more cocaine." Like, and that is not that's not a feeling you want to have at forty when you're sad that your friend is dead. Um, I broke forty. Uh, <laughs> Tony is. <laughs> I, I know. See, well, that's why I keep the lights low. You know, 
It's, I mean, the quality on this FaceTime is pretty low. You've dropped out a couple times. I understand why she <laughs> thinks you are less than 40. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, listen, on the uptick, I'm sorry that you lost your friend. Listen, I didn't, re- I didn't realize that suicide was such, you know, I'd heard it. But like I didn't know that the numbers and it's like if if you're feeling sad, you should talk to people because isolation is crazy for I I feel like even someone who likes to spend their time at home, like we were talking about this, Naomi, you like to spend your time at home. Even after spending my time at home for this many, I've had moments of cracking. But I think being a homebody has helped. Would you how about you, Naomi? Uh yeah, it's like a you can almost get sick of just, like, hearing your own thoughts. Like, you wish that you would, like, almost have to take on somebody else's emotional baggage or, like, help somebody out with their emotions because it distracts you from your own. Oh, and, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. You know? Yeah, like, that's interesting. It's so, it's so easy to spiral because there's no other distraction. And, like, think of, like, the coulda, shoulda, woulda, or I wish I did this at that time, or am I going to be able to act on my feelings in the future? It's really not a fun time to be alone i have to say no it isn't because like there's just moments where you're like oh i would love to just like even now the restaurants are open i'm not going to the fucking restaurants however it's making me nostalgic for the idea of going to a restaurant with a friend and just like i mean i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i'm not doing it till like september you know what i mean like uh, it's fall like i want to see what i want to see what florona looks like first when the flu and corona kiss that's what i want to (laughs) see Not the Florona. The the Florona is coming, y'all. It's coming because they're going to kiss. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's a terrifying thing. So let me. I mean, people were hugging at the protests. I'm real worried. Saw a lot of people hugging. Have you pro Madonna without a mask? I did too. I was like, she's old. Don't you think she'd be like worried about that? And listen, I think it's also a little rude that when because people have been shamey about people who don't want to protest because of a pandemic. It's like, hey, you have to fucking understand. You know, I think many ways to protest. You shouldn't shame people in not participating in every way of protesting you can't donate sign petitions and be on the street all at the same time and like teaching people so yeah yeah, i wanted to say that when you were talking about the shamers earlier like there as long as you are protesting and sticking up for what is right i mean because when it doesn't matter how it's happening because here's my thing it's coming out of white mouth and it's looking like white guilt um and no one's impressed by that okay except for y'all uh all right let's uh let's who's next I'm also next. <gasps> Second um, question. Read by I Maxwell. I know. Don't don't be too excited. I don't even know how to say this person's name. So <laughs> it's just not going to be there. Um, name one thing you want to definitely come back when the country is normal again. Um, passing the joint. I miss that so much. <laughs> so I do weed reviews and I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I miss... The idea, because I smoke entire joints now just to myself. And I don't know if that's the best idea. Um, Especially when there's a respiratory um, pandemic (laughs) going on. Yeah. But the white trash in me, it's like, if I don't smoke uh, weed smoke, I'm going to smoke cigarettes. So I I just need to breathe in smoke. I'm garbage. Um, Naomi, what is something that you want to have completely back to normal when this is all said and done? I would definitely actually probably it'd be a little bit weed related. I miss like, I actually had to like stop smoking during all of this because it was just getting me a little bit too in my head. And 
it was like this is like my first time having a break because I started smoking weed like three years ago. So it's like my first beret. <laughs> I had so many like fun memories, like sharing a joint with Evie before we went on stage. Um, I think that parties and like going out and like dancing and just having a distraction is going to be something I really hope comes back. Yeah, later. yeah. I, heard, I miss a dance floor too. I heard from I heard from a bar uh, person who works at a bar that uh, it looks like no dancing for the rest of the year. So it's a very uh, footloose moment, you know. There's just there will be no dancing. Um, I'm I'm gonna protest. Take <laughs> me off the tables in the bars. I'm gonna be dancing on them. You know, I'll, one time I'll, I'll in not, them. Not to be that like basic like circuit gay opinion but i really do miss the gym and like just like me it's a too nice distraction me too and i have a friend who um who lives in uh virginia i think it is and he's like we're back at the gym but they're like they're wearing masks i don't want to wear a mask at a gym sorry i don't i can i have i have a prison a prison set up here at home uh, uh, it's um, it's working for me. I won't be I won't be there. Prison setup, Tony. I won't. I, it is very like I have a pull up bar. Like, <laughs> watch out, man. Watch out for this upper body. It's gonna fucking wow tens of people. Well, um, maybe. So now you're getting ready for jail. Isn't that one of our listener questions a while back? You're like, <laughs> I'm ready for jail. I, I can handle it. I learned that wasn't the case two weeks into the pandemic, if you remember correctly. Well, on my first break, gym, so maybe you're back on track. Maybe so. Uh, what would your prison going? name be? Um. Well, I'm just Tony Soto forever. Like this, I don't. Don't you nickname me ever? <laughs> um. I, <laughs> so here's what I want to come back, and this might be controversial, but I want buffets back. So <laughs> listen, I this I, I, this might not be the right time, but the soup plantation has said they're going to close forever, and I know it's a problematic name, but I love the fucking place, and it's not coming back. Sorry, Glendale, it's not coming back once this is all said and done. And I feel like, I feel like they're going to try to get rid of buffets. And this makes me mad because I feel like buffets have been ahead of their time because they brought the sneeze guard in a long time ago. Sneeze guard was revolution. All right. The sizzler. Yeah. So now what they need to do is they need to figure out some with the handles and the scoops. That's all you got to do. Like figure out. Have you not seen that video of that girl and with the glow in the dark? Have you seen that? What? There's a video where they put glow in the dark paint on one person's oh, hand. Oh yeah, and, and it goes all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, see, they got to take care of the scoops. They got to figure out the scoops. That's it. But the, but it feels like you have to wear gloves. You have to wear gloves if you're going to come to a fucking uh, buffet. But I feel like buffets are going to try to rub it out, and I feel like that is. I mean, that's homophobia, and not during Pride Month. Do not take my buffets away from me during Pride Month. Come on now. Well, what if they took them away from you in July? Because that's probably more likely. <laughs> Vegas had some really lovely buffets. See what I mean? Like oh, that's yeah, all. The Vegas buffets are lit. Could could you imagine? Look, I'm not going to Vegas to gamble. I'm not even trying to really see a lot of shows. But goddamn it, I'm going. I want to eat. I want to eat ignorant for sure. <laughs> Take my fucking buffets. I will. I I will protest. <laughs> I will. I will pro down to Huntington Beach with your AK and your. <laughs> well, I'm going mask. to Orange County. I'm going to Orange County. I'm going to go hang out in front of a sizzler and I'm going to protest. Y'all ain't going to take my crab legs. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see Tony on the front of the Santa Ana Courier and he's like. <laughs> Wearing a mask though and socially distancing. Thank you very much. Um, all right. 
Let's see. Hold on one second. Where are we at? Okay, great. Oh, we're doing great on time. All right. I'm going to finish this up with uh, Robin. It says, Tony, uh, thanks for chatting with me the other night. I'm excited about your guest, and this question is for them. My husband and I are white, and we adopted the most amazing little girl in the world. She's African, and with everything going on, I'm hoping that we are equipped to be the best parents we can be. Any advice for two very excited but very scared parents? Um, I actually just had a conversation with my mom recently where she said that she felt a little bit guilty for not like instilling a lot of like black culture in us growing up. And I don't think it was like necessarily a conscious like decision to not. It's just not necessarily like what she knew about. And it made me feel so sad because I feel there's just so much more to life than like your knowledge on entertainment or I don't know, like hair care, you know, I like, I would rather, I'm very happy that my mom just raised me to be a good person instead of like having the conscious effort is, Oh, is he, is he black enough? You know? And I hope that this, uh, is it, what's her name? Robin? Yeah. Is it Robin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Rob, I hope that Robin is a lot more worried about raising their daughter to choose between like good and bad rather than like worrying if they're too white or too black. I think there's like, that's a step backward to me to worry about that. Just like raise people to be good people, you know, and challenge now that you're a parent challenge your school systems to teach, uh, uh, black history, uh, and and, like put it where it belongs. So that way, you know, ignorant white folks are also getting it. Because you know, because totally. racism, mm-hmm. racism really does start at home. Like the only reason that these kids have these thoughts about a complete stranger is because they're hearing it from whoever's raising them. Yeah, so absolutely. Don't, don't raise your kids to think like that. Just teach yeah. them right. Ugh. I'm I'm very happy to be like the almost like a spokesperson for adoption because I think there's a lot of like stigma and like stereotypes about adopted kids of like sure. the unknown of what they come from and like there's a huge debate on nature versus nurture and i am a huge believer in nurture for sure i think that you are amazing and i know that uh you don't you don't do a lot of podcasts i don't think and i and i'm just grateful that you said yes to do it i'm 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 thankful for that i i enjoyed listening to you on you're making it worse and i was like i'm gonna get her uh I apologize right now for this monotone, vibrating voice. It's really hard to understand. When I listened back to You're Making It Worse, I was like, oh, my God, who is that robot? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Don't worry. You're talking to two vocal fry queens, girl. You're not alone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't think anyone's cringing when they hear you talk, but I know when Maxwell hits a note. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, <laughs> did you have a good time, Naomi? I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Really looking forward to this July 6th. Learn the the words, bitch. The five-year anniversary. Uh, Tell people where they can find you on the social meds. Ooh, you can find me on at Naomi Smalls on Instagram. You can find me at Naomi Smalls on Twitter. And... I don't have an OnlyFans yet, so I'm so sorry I can't plug that yet. Are you a a TikTok queen or or no? Uh, no. (laughs) Not yet. TikTok is canceled, Maxwell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maxwell. Like not, I mean, I guess... Right? What? They were, like, censoring. 
Yeah, I think their algorithm was really problematic because it wasn't showing um, black influencers. And then also it was like censoring Black Lives Matter hashtags and like deleting posts underneath it. So like when you would search Black Lives Matter, there would be no hashtag. It just seems unnecessary. Well, it looks like we've had some technical difficulties uh, with Maxwell's audio, but you know, he's Maxwell Esposito on Instagram. So, you know, he's doing thoughty stuff, right? That's what he does. So check him out there. If you've enjoyed this show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it, uh, rate it, leave a comment if you'd like. It's always appreciated. Um, I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lie, so check that out anywhere uh, podcasts are streamed. I'm the Tony Soto Show on Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, bye. Bye. Name is Mo signing off.